Hi, and welcome to another episode of Not a Writing Advice Podcast. I am your host, Jerry, as always, and I thank you for being here for this podcast that is all about um, harnessing your creativity, either if you want a full-time creative life or if you want to use your creativity to enhance other aspects of your life. I believe everybody is creative and our creativity can feed all parts of our lives, including if we are in business ventures that seem like they are not creative at all. Today, I want to talk about um, three ways that we set ourselves up for failure. But before I dive into that topic, I want to share with you that my book has launched. It is out in the world. So if you would like to buy it, you can go to my website, everydayscribe.com slash books. And um, it is there right now. It is available on Amazon, but hopefully it'll be available in, in other places as well. So I also would like to share with you that I have a um, well, I have two co- courses actually. I have one free course, it's a little mini course, it's three days of journaling. It's the three day journaling challenge, and it's just to kind of dive into some of the barriers that we put into our own in our own way um, to keep us from establishing a good journaling habit. And these are barriers that I discovered that I was putting up in my own way. And I thought that perhaps other people were doing it as well. So I um, created a little mini course around that. And that little mini course is one of the sections that is in my bigger course of getting started journaling, which is called Get Started Journaling. (laughs) And it has six videos and journaling prompts that goes with each of them, plus a additional bonus video, which is very short, but still bonus. And then you also get um, a little journaling ebook. So it'll have um, journaling prompts for 21 days of journaling. And these aren't just like your normal prompts that you would find online. I mean, I guess you could find pieces of them online, but I really... I tried to post or put them out there in a way that really makes you think deeper about it versus just saying, what does your ideal look, your ideal day look like? I want you to really get in details and um, figure out why this is your ideal day, that kind of thing. Because that's where the real magic happens is when you dive deep into figuring out why you think something or believe something or whatever. So um, as part of one of my journaling sessions, I came up with a blog post about three ways that we set ourselves up for failure. And these are three things that I've noticed myself doing and I've also noticed other people doing. So I feel like um, a lot of people are going to resonate with some of these reasons and um, I offer some suggestions on how to overcome these so that you can set yourself up for success instead of failure. So 
let's just dive in, shall we? So I wrote in my blog post that I have a lot of experience at failing at things, but that and that is true. I have started several different journaling habits. I've tried getting things published and they were rejected. Um, it wasn't until this last time that I started journaling that I actually found success with it. So I've tried multiple times over the years to get a journaling um, practice started and it just never happened, which I talk about in the course as well. And then also I've tried um, uh, other things that have just not worked out the way that I planned or wanted them to. So it's not that I don't have any um, experience with failure, but I will say that, and this is something that I write about in my book, Running Through My Thoughts, is that um, I tend to avoid things if I think I'm going to fail at them. (laughs) So uh, some of the examples that I provided in the book was uh, playing the piano. The practicing of playing the piano was a lot of work. And so since I couldn't just sit down at the keyboard and start playing music, I didn't put in the effort to get better. And the same with knitting. I didn't really even like knitting, but I sure wasn't going to sit and learn how to knit. And I wasn't a good I wasn't good at drawing, so I didn't take the time to hone those skills either. But um, I was successful at running, and I have had success with writing, and I hope to continue to have success with writing. But um, I've noticed three ways, like I said, that we tend to set ourselves up for failure. So the first way is that um, we try to do too many changes at once. So let's say we want to radically change our lifestyle, like we want to I really hate to use exercising and diet as an example because I think that that has a lot of problematic issues with it and I know people have um, issues surrounding that, but it is one of the easiest ways to, to to point out my, my point here, which that did not... That was not a very eloquent way of saying it, but it is an easy way because most people resonate with it. People understand what it's like to struggle with um, diets and exercise. So I'm just going to go ahead and stick with it for this example, but I'll try a different one on the next one. So we try to do too many things at once. So that means we want to be healthier, for example. And so we decide we're going to start exercising every day and we're going to eat healthy and we're going to do all of this all at once. So we start day one. We may actually do very good on day one. We exercise for the hour that we said that we were going to exercise and all day all we eat is, you know, all healthy foods, no processed sugars or whatever. And then the next day, we might fall off of our 
plan and not do as well. And so since we didn't do that well and we didn't exercise and, you know, whatever, it's all we're with now. So then we just, you know, give up. And, you know, that's that's one of the ways that I definitely would fail myself because I would set myself up for failure in that way. Like I would say, I'm going to do all of this stuff at once. When even I knew when I was making these like goals of what I was going to do, that I was not going to follow through with that. So the next example is that we try to change too much. So let's go with the journaling prompt or the journaling um, exercise this time. So with journaling, I would go from not journaling at all to say, I'm going to journal four pages every single day. So I was already setting myself up for failure because there was no way in heck I was going to consistently every single day write four pages of journaling. It just wasn't going to happen. And even, I mean, if I was being truly honest with myself, I knew that that was not going to happen, but that's the goal. That's the goal that I wanted. I wanted to be able to write four pages of journal journaling a day. And yeah, it just wasn't very realistic. So from the start, I was setting myself up from failure. And then the last thing and the thing that um, I really started noticing fairly recently within the last year or so is that we set ourselves up for failure by saying that we want to start something. So say we want to start a journaling habit, but we're not really ready to start the journaling habit. So we're going to set a special day. So it's going to be the first of the month or the next Monday or most famously the first of the year with our New Year's resolution. That's going to be our, our resolution that we're going to journal every single day. But by setting it up at a future time, we are psyching ourselves out about it, basically, because um, we're putting so much pressure on that one day, on that ceremonious day of this is when I'm going to make my change. The change will happen on this day and it's circled on the calendar. Maybe it has stars on it. I don't know. We just make it so special and we put this big pomp and circumstance around it and then we feel like um, we're dreading. We're dreading that day almost because uh, we want to start the journaling habit but you know now we're putting so much pressure on the journaling habit that we start not wanting to do the habit because we know this day is so momentous now. We've created this whole entire uh, ceremony around it. So instead, if you want to start journaling, just start today. If you want to do a journaling, if you want to create a journaling practice, just start now. Um, that's what I did actually when I started my journaling practice this time was that I just decided I was going to start journaling and I 
found a notebook that was in my drawer and I just started journaling. So that was it. That's how I got started. And I think that that is the case. I mean, I think that that's how we could really start implementing changes immediately is, or um, more effectively is by set by starting them immediately instead of waiting for a specific special day on the calendar. So if you want to start exercising, I hate that dreaded um, example again, but if you want to start exercising, just do it. I mean, there's some things that you'll have to do some planning for. You may not be able to start the actual activity that day, but let's go back to trying to do too much all at once. So is there something that you can do for that activity that you want to do to start planning for it right now. So even if you can't actually start the activity, maybe you shouldn't actually start the activity because um, it's too much change all at once. So it's kind of like all intertwined together. You, you decide you're going to do something, you set it up on this big special day, you start you're going to make all these huge changes to your life and you're going to um, do it all right now. And it is your goal to do everything. And then I don't, I don't know what, how you know that you've really reached your goal because usually that's the end of my planning anyway, is that um, I'm going to start doing it on this day and I'm going to do it every day. But I don't really have like a time frame or any kind of frame of reference to let me know that I have achieved a goal or achieved any kind of status. I suppose when I was exercising and running and, and whatnot, I would keep track of the scale and see how that was going, but that's not a good indicator of my success. So... It's better, I feel like, at least in my experience now, <laughs> to um, to start small, start with one thing and start that small and just start it or just start doing something for it immediately. And then you don't have to worry about um, failing because like in a week, say, you've started your change, whatever the thing you wanted to do to change, and you started small. So say you wanted to start a journaling habit. So today you started your journaling habit. You set a timer for five minutes, you journaled. And then tomorrow you got out your notebook again. You set up a journaling session for five minutes. And then the next day, same. And the next day, same. And then after a week, you look back and you have all of these journal entries for the entire week. So are you successful because you have a week of journaling entries? Maybe. Maybe that's what you wanted. Or maybe you're successful now because you can move up because you can go to 10 minutes of journaling or whatever the next step is for you. So yeah, there's three ways. There's lots more, I'm sure, but those are the three ways that I identified in the article that I wrote that I'll link in the show notes about how we set ourselves up for failure and how to overcome those 
um, challenges so that we can actually set ourselves up for success. I just feel like we so I mean, at least me, I know I do. I feel like I just want to do all the change all right now and, you know, that's it. And so I just really have to learn how to be patient and learn how to step back and start small and build up because that's where the success actually happens when you can look back after, you know, a year and say, oh my goodness, look at all the progress that I've made on this endeavor. So anyway, thank you for listening today. And um, I hope you'll check out my book and buy it. And also, if journaling is the thing that you would like to change, please check out um, either my free mini course to see if it's something that you would be interested in, because that is a piecemealed part of one of the segments for the larger course. Or if you want to dive in to the bigger course, which um, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm not going to like uh, suggest that you do because that would be like diving in to the bigger uh, pool of journaling than it is just to piecemeal it and be like you start today and you'll do the journaling course and or the mini course and then you can move on to the bigger one. And I also want to note on the journaling course that there are a lot of resources out there for journaling. So if my course does not feel like it resonates with you and you want to start a journaling course, I do recommend that you look around. The one that resonated with me the most um, when I was starting out journaling this time was Amy McNee's journaling master class, master course. Um, yeah, it, it's geared towards creatives, but I think um, anybody could benefit from it because, again, I believe everybody is creative and everybody should harness their creativity for whatever their life entails. So thank you again for being here. And um, yeah, buy my book, buy my course. I would love to see you and I'd love to hear you hear about um, any feedback you have for either one of those. Um, mostly I would love to hear positive feedback, but <laughs> but any feedback will do. And um, yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.